listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast, the podcast for coaches, leaders and academics who are interested in translating research into practice. Each episode, I discuss a brand new piece of cutting-edge research and translate the findings with suggestions of how you can incorporate the research into your practice. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca J. Jones. Now, on with today's show. In today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast, I'm going to be talking about a research paper called Bad Behaviour Keeps You Up at Night, Counterproductive Work Behaviours and Insomnia, which was written by Zheng Yui An, Christopher M. Barnes and Yonghuan Li and was published in the Journal of Applied Psychology in December 2017. I'll put a link to the paper in the show notes. In this paper, the authors were interested in exploring counterproductive work behaviours, which are defined as an employee's work behaviours that can harm the organisation and its members. In particular, they were interested in answering the question, after conducting harmful behaviours in the workplace, are the perpetrators of counterproductive work behaviours immune to their own deviant acts or will they find it even more stressful? Specifically, will there be an impact on insomnia, which refers to difficulties falling and staying asleep? So the authors suggest that as engaging in counterproductive work behaviours can threaten one's positive moral self-regard, the distress associated with engaging in these counterproductive work behaviours may undermine the perpetrator's sleep at night as they may keep mentally revisiting their work. Now, the authors conducted three studies to test this. In study one, they examined the indirect effect of daily counterproductive work behaviour on insomnia through rumination. They utilised a daily diary study designed by measuring daily counterproductive work behaviours at the end of the workday and rumination, which is um, thinking about work again, and insomnia in the next morning among 215 working adults in China. In study two, they conducted an experiment where they manipulated counterproductive work behaviour through recall. So this involved assigning participants to two groups. In the experimental group, participants were provided with a definition of counterproductive work behaviour and several behavioural examples. Participants were then asked to think of a concrete example of when they engaged in the worst example of counterproductive work behaviour and describe it in detail. In the control group, participants were asked to think of a routine task behaviour on their job and describe it in detail. Participants' moral deficits were also measured in the evening survey and in the morning survey they measured rumination and insomnia. In study 3, they utilised a daily diary design similar to that of study 1 by administering daily surveys among 170 employees in the US through an online crowdsourcing website. Across the three studies, the authors found that counterproductive work behaviours were associated with moral deficits, the distressing effect of this leading to insomnia at night. Their findings therefore reveal that committing counterproductive work behaviours can turn out to be intrinsically distressing for the perpetrators. The authors suggest one practical implication of their research is that organisations should not think of the perpetrators of counterproductive work behaviour as individuals who are simply motivated to engage in these potentially harmful behaviour for personal gain. 
Across the three studies, they found good support for the detrimental effect of engaging in such morally discrediting behaviours. So those who display counterproductive work behaviours may encounter negative consequences for their own bad deeds, which may ultimately lead to insomnia. Therefore, the authors suggest that this finding should serve as another motive for management to take concrete measures to proactively reduce employee counterproductive work behaviours in the first place. One way the authors suggest that management can achieve this is by raising employees' awareness of the negative impact of counterproductive work behaviours. From a coaching perspective, if you're coaching an individual who's managing or leading a member of staff who is engaging in counterproductive work behaviours, this research raises an issue rarely considered, which is the negative impact of the counterproductive work behaviours on the perpetrator. It may be helpful to discuss this with your coachee, along with strategies around how to minimise the counterproductive work behaviours given this evidence. Additionally, you may find yourself coaching an individual who has themselves engaged in counterproductive work behaviours. If that individual is also suffering from symptoms such as insomnia, it's possible that they've not made the link between the two, which could be explored during coaching. So that concludes today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast. Just to remind you, in today's episode I was discussing bad behaviour keeps you up at night, counterproductive work behaviours and insomnia which was written by Zen Yu Wan, Christopher M. Barnes and Yong Huan Li and was published in the Journal of Applied Psychology in December 2017. As always, I'll include a link to the paper in the show notes. I'm Rebecca Jones. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast. If you're interested in reading my research, sponsoring the show, or in hiring me as a researcher, coach, or speaker, check out my website, www.rebeccajjones.co.uk. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future show, then please get in touch via my website. Finally, you can connect with me on Twitter at coach underscore research. Thanks for listening.